Good evening, everybody. Apologies for the lateness of the hour of the arrival of the audio note. Thank God I've got numerous smachot and weddings of close friends these days which have delayed slightly the audio note. But here we are. Beginning of a new week, week Shemot, Perek Yud Aleph, chapter 11 of Shemot. It's a very, very short chapter. Maybe it's our shortest one that we've had from the beginning until now. Only 11 verses. Uh, that's uh, in a contrast to tomorrow's chapter, chapter 12, which is a grand 51 verses. In our chapter, it begins as follows. Vayomer Hashem el Moshe, God says to Moshe, one more plague, number 10, will I bring upon the Egyptians. After this, they will most certainly throw you out, almost. They will send you forth. They will want to get rid of you, absolutely. And then Hashem instructs Moshe to tell the people to collect what appear to be sorts of reparations, clay kesef, clay zahab, vessels of silver, vessels of gold. And Moshe then repeats this to the Jewish people. He says, In the middle of the night, I will come out in the middle of Egypt. And then Moshe says, Every firstborn in Egypt at that moment shall die, from Pharaoh's firstborn down to the lowliest of houses. And there will be a great cry throughout the land of Egypt. Like there never was in the past, and like there never will be. And this will not affect the Jewish people. And something interesting has happened, if you are paying close attention. And that is that God never actually tells Moshe what the plague is going to be. He just says, one more plague am I going to bring against the Egyptians. But he never actually says this is be what we know as Makat Bechorah, the plague of the firstborn. Moshe, however, does fill out the details and says this is what it's going to be. All the firstborns are going to die. And this is in contrast to all of the previous plagues, the previous nine, where God has spoken to Moshe and has actually told him what the plague is going to be. I'll just uh, quote from the previous one in uh, the previous chapter. Pasuk Kafalaf, verse 21. Vayome Hashem el Moshe, God says to Moshe, Cast your hand out against the heavens. There will be darkness upon Egypt. God tells Moshe what the plague is going to be. Why doesn't he tell Moshe what the plague is going to be in our case? And the answer is actually that God does tell Moshe what the plague is going to be. It's just that he doesn't tell it to him at this time. Rather, he has already told it to Moshe a long time ago, at least a long time ago in terms of the text. Way back in Perak Dalad, chapter 4, before Moshe had even returned to Egypt, whilst he was still in Midian on the road, Hashem says to Moshe, this is um, Pasuk uh, Kafbet, chapter, verse 22, God says to Moshe, el paro, You shall say to Pharaoh, Ko amar Hashem, thus does God say, Beni b'chori Yisrael, Israel is my firstborn, and I am saying to you, 
Shalach et bini, send forth my children, v'ya'avdeini, so that they may serve me. V'tama'en l'shalcho, and he shall refuse to send them. Hinei anochi horeg et bincha b'chorecha, therefore I will kill your firstborn. This is what Hashem instructs Moshe to say to Paro. And that answers one question as to why doesn't Hashem tell Moshe what the plague is. The answer is, he does. But it opens up another question. Why does it appear all the time beforehand, really seven chapters earlier, rather than in the place we would expect it to appear as it does with all of the other plagues, when the plague is actually about to take place in chapter 11? And I heard a fascinating answer many years ago. I have to uh, sadly admit that I cannot remember the name of the rabbi who gave this class. It was a visiting teacher at Machon Herzog in Israel, wonderful center of Tanakh where I studied. And he said as follows. This is at least how I remember it. It was a class from many years ago, but it's a, it's a fascinating idea. Hashem had actually only ever intended for there to be a single plague. There would only be one plague, and it would be the death of the firstborn. And with that, that would suffice. The destruction would be so terrible that Paro and the Egyptians would immediately send Am Yisrael free. He says, I'm giving this to you. Here's the atomic bomb in your pocket. Use it as you want. But Moshe does not use it. Moshe instead gives ten, nine, rather, other plagues prior to using this. Why does this happen? And this Rav drew on a famous Midrash, it appears in Abot de Rebbe Natan, which speaks about the role of the Navi, the role of the Prophet. And the Midrash contrasts three different Naviim, Yona, Eliyahu, and Yirmiyahu. And says that the role of the Prophet, says the Midrash, is the extremely difficult task of protecting both Kavod Ha'av and Kavod Ha'ben, the honor of the child and the honor of the father, or in other words, the honor of Israel and the honor of God. And two out of the three aforementioned prophets fail. Yon errs too much on the side of, de- of defending the people, that's why he runs away rather than fulfilling God's task. Eliyahu, Elijah, Errs too much on the side of defending God. Kanokaneti, I have been very zealous, says Eliyahu. The ideal prophet and the great difficult task is Yirmiyahu, who is able to do both. And said this, Rabbi, that is exactly what Moshe does. Moshe does not want to destroy Egypt. He hopes that he can do it in a more gentle way. A bit of blood a bit of frogs, a little bit of a skin disease, and that will be enough to make Egypt realize the error of their ways. He does not wish to wreak the full-scale destruction of Makat Bechorot, of the death of the firstborn, until eventually he has no choice, and that is what he has to do. It's a fascinating idea. It's one that I have never come across anywhere else, but it's a really intriguing thought that maybe in some way Moshe tempered his behavior in order to spare Egypt the full-scale destruction. He had the option of unleashing the death of the firstborn right at the very start, but held out from doing it until he had no choice. Wishing everybody a wonderful evening.